Welcome to the In The Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT, so we're going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Mesa Hanali. And I'm Hannah Briel, and today we're here with Robert Van Newkirk at CrossFit Discovery on Daniel Island. So we're super excited to have you here tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to blend. <laughs> ready to blend. All right. So. I thought that was our, our thing. I know, but we got, that's the point is that we're spreading it to people. Okay, so the very first question of the day before we get into like knowing you is why CrossFit? Oh, yeah. So um, CrossFit, I get into CrossFit just for my own fitness first, but I kind of have this idea that, you know, if you really want to help somebody, you need to help them be happy and healthy and fit, right? And the fit kind of comes last because if you're fit, and you're unhappy, your life sucks. And if you're fit and you're unhealthy, your, your life, life sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like you, you have got to have both. both. Right. It's you have to have all of it. Feel. You got to have yeah. all of it. And I find that, um, that for me, CrossFit's the most effective group training program. Like if you have unlimited resources and you want to have a personal yoga instructor and a personal Olympic lifting instructor and a, you know, somebody to do kind of cardio or sports training or whatever – then, you know, you might be able to cobble together something that was more effective, but in a group environment where you have a limited amount of time and, and um, you want it and you don't have unlimited budget, CrossFit's just super effective for, for helping people get GPP, general physical preparedness, general fitness. Um, so that's why we do it. I just think it's the most effective program. So what exactly is GPP, <clears throat> general physical preparedness? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so... You may not know this, but because now kind of the orthodoxy and the fitness business has, has shifted, but Coach Glassman, the guy that invented CrossFit, he was the first person to really define fitness in a meaningful kind of scientific way. Um, I'm not, I mean, I could, you know, increase work capacity across broad time and modal domains. Oh, blah, 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 <laughs> Here we blah, go. Blah. The dictionary's hey, coming out. I feel like I'm reading the L1 manual. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. No one cares. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I care. I yeah. care a lot. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people care. But if you were just to imagine, you know, like um, having a capacity for any kind of measure of fitness, you just want to have a general capacity with not a whole bunch of gaps. So if your strength is so highly developed that your endurance sucks and you have no flexibility, you've not really generally fit. Um, same thing with an endurance athlete who has zero strength. Um, you really want to be just broad and inclusive and generally able to do a broad variety of activities and have and be able to produce power measurably over broad um, time domains and modalities right so you can so. be fit and happy and your life won't suck right yeah you know and the other thing is like the simplicity of the crossfit workout of the day it's just like you're getting this this really powerful dose of fitness that's not crazy high volume. Like a, a lot of people kind of go overboard, but you, you're getting this really, really specific stimulus and then your body's going to make a response to that, which should not destroy you. You should not be destroyed. You should feel pretty good most of the time. That's why lots of, of military people and first responders do CrossFit because it allows them to improve their fitness and still be in a constant ready state. But still right. work. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we're done here. I feel like that was enough, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, great job. The shortest podcast. Now. Yeah. <laughs> great. So on that note, I heard a rumor that you have Coach Glassman's, Greg Glassman's phone number. 
I'm so we're just gonna link it in the show. bio. Oh my gosh! If that were true, I would use it all the time. <laughs> He'd um, be like blocking Robert Van Newkirk. I don't know why I pictured you like texting him or calling him, and be like, "What do you think about this?" <laughs> so I remember when I asked you, I was like, "Should I get my L1?" I was like, "Maybe I'll like ask Coach Glassman, like if I, Hannah Briel, should get my L1." But I don't think any of that. It's worth on. a shot. Why not? <laughs> so you don't have his number. I don't have his number. But I have his email, him. and and I and I have met him and talked with him just one on one many times he's a super nice guy yeah i mean you know but um i mean he's really funny he's really passionate he's um and the guy's brilliant he was he was you know coalescing these concepts of fitness and health and what you know what a good general kind of uh nutritional regimen was way 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 ahead of the curve like now you know people are now like oh i don't eat so many carbs i don't eat sugar Oh, well, you oh, know, wait. yeah, Coach Glassman's been telling people to do that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he's the Steve Jobs of <laughs> CrossFit, of fitness. Of, fi- of fitness, really. Yeah, mm. yeah, because those things are super common now, but when, whatever, 10, 12 years ago, mm. they weren't. More. He's 15, yeah. maybe now, yeah. right? I mean, his parents, pro- I mean, his, the middle age, but his parents especially probably didn't work out, you know? Like, they didn't exercise. That wasn't part of, like, our grandparents' lifestyle. So now... Especially as PTs, we're like, well, this is what you need to do, Miss Carol. They're like, why? Why do I need to do that? Like, you it know, hurts. I will say, I think, I think there is. Um, so, I agree with you in some ways, but in other respects, I think we become less active. I think, I think, you know, technology and screens are so seductive that um, you know, you look at you look at the fitness level of like, so my parents are in their seventies now, and they were, you know, they were playing serious True. competitive more sports active. and they were doing physical labor and they're you know and maybe somewhere along the way they kind of lost that but they were doing it um i'm really really concerned about like you know the current generation of kids who are just kind of coming through now who can pretty much yeah. get by not moving their body at all right yeah especially if that's what they've been taught to do and they don't know anything different <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, honestly, like me and Nate from Made to Move did a squat and deadlift seminar for the physical therapy doctorate students who I was think, yeah. like, have a good idea <laughs> of movement. And, I mean, and it's we don't learn those things in PT school. You don't learn about squatting and deadlifting and functional fitness. You're It's just a different thing. But, like, the number of people that came to that who did not know the difference between a hinge and a squat yeah. was kind of disturbing considering they're PT students. But it's just, if I think... If you're not like wanting to go out there and learn that on your own, sure, you don't want to learn it for other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like that also shows that they're not using any of that in their their PT. Like they're not using mm-hmm. these big compound foundational movements that could do so much. Like someone has back pain, we're always like deadlift, but they're like, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to do a deadlift, you can't teach a deadlift. So well, yeah, what's the martial arts quote? To seek safety, you must go to the heart of danger. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I might write that down along with Coach Glassman's phone number. And email. <laughs> so, but, but you know, it's like it is true. It's like if your back hurts and your back is not stable, yeah, don't try to max effort deadlift. But you should you be should strengthening be, your back. You you need to and this you know, strengthen strengthening the stabilizers and strengthening the big movers in your hips so that you can you know, do hinge your hips without being in just total ridiculous amounts of pain. Mm -hmm. It honestly fires me up because I'm like, at what point, who told you that you had a bad back? Because so many people like do these things and they're like, I can't do that because I have bad knees. I have a bad back. I'm like, what medical professional 
scared the ish out of you and told you <laughs> yeah. that your body wasn't resilient made for, and strong. For this. And like yeah. our human amazing bodies, our spines are strong. There's you know. So how about this? Okay, so I've had this conversation with people with knee I love pain. This tangent. <laughs> I know. Okay, here we go. So knee pain, back pain, all kinds of pain. This is what I'll tell somebody. I'll be like, okay, listen. What if, okay, your knees really hurt you now, like you're in pain all the time, right? Or your back, it really hurts you all the time. Let me just, let me not promise you any improvement in pain. Let's just say you're going to be in pain. Your life is going to be miserable because of the pain. You might as well be stronger. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you, right? So if, if I'm, my knees hurt and... Am I better off if my legs are weak? I literally or if my had a legs patient strong, who was right? scared to lift anything because he had back pain, and I was like, "Well, you're hurting. You told me 24 seven right now. So what's the difference? Like, you might as well try." <laughs> I like, did not think that's where that was going. I don't think I've ever known that argument before. Yeah, like you're gonna. I yeah, mean, just it's a given. There's never a, a bad time be... to be stronger. I was For also sure. gonna say if you are told that you have a bad blank or you're always gonna be in pain. Even if that's not true, like now your body is always on high guard. Your brain is like, okay, well, I'm going to be in pain. If you expect something negative to happen, it will happen, especially when someone that you think that you can trust and that has gone to school for this and like knows you and all that. It just just shows how far ahead the CrossFit world really is of a lot of health and wellness professionals, honestly. Yeah, but you know, the the downside is there's there's kind of this – so I would say Coach Glassman is the perfect mix of a, a meathead and a nerd, you know. <laughs> okay. A meathead and a nerd. I want that description. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. Right. But, you know, like sometimes the meatheads are kind of holding sway and sometimes maybe the nerds are holding sway. And it's like there has to be this kind of happy Everything in moderation. No. My, no. <laughs> oh, what, what's not in moderation? <laughs> so in, for, in fitness, my argument would be I'm a big fan of low intensity and high intensity only if movement quality is good, right? Mm-hmm, so yeah. if the movement quality is good, then you can pursue really some, some high intensity training. And the, the moderate intensity stuff is generally not going to have the benefit that the low intensity or the high intensity you're going to have. So it's kind of like, you know. But I meant like you do low and high intensity you know, in the Bible, <laughs> Je- in, in the Bible, Jesus spits out the lukewarm water, you know. <laughs> I spew thee from my mouth. This is, why don't I, wait, what? Did I not? I don't think I read that part. Is that a real thing? Or should we talk about this off, okay. off book? So how did you find CrossFit? Tell us a little bit about kind of your background and yeah. your life story. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Nebraska, and um, I played sports, and I did a lot of manual labor, which is which actually was really great for a kid growing up. And then uh, when I moved to California, I I still I continue to play sports. I played football in college and then played a bunch of club sports after that, and um, and just worked out at like regular gyms. You know, worked out at those Globo gyms, gold, the Hollywood YMCA. Oh, YMCA, that has a nice ring to it. Oh yeah, (laughs) I bet it was nice. Tons of history. Um, You know, we I played pickup basketball and there was a guy who was a trainer that was doing like boxing training and rope climbs and deadlifts and so kind of CrossFit CrossFit without the label. Um, and I think, I, I think I heard of CrossFit when I lived in California in the back of my mind, I think I heard of it and I thought it was really dumb. And then you were a runner, weren't you? I was a runner when my kids were little. I took up, I, I gave up club sports when my kids were really little so I could just Only get something run. in. Right. 
Um, and I always wanted to, tr you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to run a marathon one day. So I took up marathon training and did triathlons and for a few and years. And it's easy. You can just walk out the door and yeah. go for a run. Yeah. Just, just do it. Which you know? is, yeah, very convenient. It has that factor. But when it's like you're only running. So yeah. When you're, you know, when you're like, you know, um, you know, guys like over six feet and over 200 pounds, probably marathon running is probably not the most <laughs> You, know. you mean you're not built for it? <laughs> yeah. You're a tall frame. Yeah. So what did you do in California? Why were you there? I was, I was there. I mean, I went to school in Claremont, and okay. then my wife and I both worked in the film business for a long time in, in L.A. So um, anyway, so I was, I was working out just like regular people work out, I guess. <laughs> regular people work out. And, um, you know, playing sports and coaching sports. And then we moved here, and I really needed something that was just – efficient time-wise a friend of mine i'm a shout out to katherine smith um she she was like you know there's a few people around here that are doing crossfit secret um, society yeah. you know and um and she listening. introduced me to a few of them and i started working out with a, uh, a few guys and um and it was and it was this is like you know this is the dark ages nobody had ever even heard what of year it. is this this Fish. is 2008 okay yeah so this is early on in the crossfit years the prohibition yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you got a special knock on the door and a little a handshake opens. you look yeah. at your hands are they calloused oh, do you God. have a tear or a rip do you crossfit <laughs> and and so it was um you know and there was the it was main site you know people are posting workouts on the main site and there was a few places a few affiliates that had opened in charleston but it was really underground like it was really small and um and yeah it was just super effective and it was really fun, and I I was at the time I was traveling for work a lot, so I would I would travel and go drop in places. Yeah, you have so many shirts, right? That's I have what a lot was of hanging shirts. Up. All of the shirts. Like, I just I probably closet. have like three hundred CrossFit. Wow, shirts that's wild. From different gyms. That's like yeah. one of the coolest things about CrossFit. So Angel though. has three hundred shoes, and you have three hundred CrossFit <laughs> shirts. I would right? argue maybe more than that. <laughs> I'm not sure though. We could count. Yeah, so you know, all over. So I'd go if I go to Florida. There was like a little gym in you know Orlando that was just like a little hole in the wall. Like, and they were. I mean, it was it was just an adventure finding these places. True. You know, yeah. like the original Black Box in New York City, and the um, CrossFit Hollywood was was an early gym in California. CrossFit Santa Monica, like there was those were like super super yeah. early. So how did you get from doing CrossFit in a, gym, in a garage with some friends to owning an affiliate? I got <laughs> What does that journey look like? Well, so now it seems like, you know, people open up a gym and they have a business plan and they, they're investing in all this equipment and all this kind of stuff. I just had a CrossFit gym that was really good enough for me and my wife and a few friends. Mm -hmm. And we just slowly grew. And then we so added like, stuff So, like, were you time. working as in the film industry and then you switch careers how did that what happened so yeah we moved here and there's not not really a film industry to speak of in charleston on daniel Southern island charm right <laughs> <laughs> oh i've actually never seen it but and so yeah so i was doing uh, i was i was doing this i work with a company that puts on these kind of big events on weekends okay. so i was traveling so i would travel like a thursday maybe i'd leave thursday morning we'd get there we'd set up we'd run run the event all weekend and then maybe come home monday morning sometimes later mm. And, you know, we moved from California to here to have kind of more of a structured you know, lifestyle, life. right? Yeah. What brought you from 
Hollywood, LA to Daniel Island, South Carolina. So Daniel Island, if you haven't seen the Truman Show, (laughs) you should watch the, watch the Truman Show. I haven't, but apparently I have, you know, because they come here all the time. So, so what is the Truman Show? Truman Show is the Jim Carrey movie. It's about this kid who, um, his whole life is a TV show. And so they, they build this set that's a town that he grows up in and he doesn't even know it. So he's like this international star of a reality TV show. And then when he's kind of grown up, he kind of figures out that, you know, he can't leave town because the town, the the world ends. Yeah. So that's Daniel Island. No, it seems like that. It's kind of, (laughs) it's kind of seems like kind of Pleasantville. I'm a big fan of Daniel Island. So we moved here. Yeah, it's the bubble. It's an awesome bubble. But you can, you can, you can be on Daniel Island. Like there's days I don't drive for days at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can walk to work. I can ride my bike to the grocery store. I can take the dog on a run or, or a, you know, hike out in the, you know, in the marsh or whatever. Uh, there's all kinds of hiking trails. There's a tennis center here. There's, you know, you can go watch professional soccer games. The tennis tournament comes yeah. here to Volvo, right? There's some schools. Big time tennis. There's a high school here. There's a, elementary middle school here there's you know everything you could ever want on the island two really good pizza shops so when you moved here was that like culture shock from la it was really great to be able to so we lived on we lived in the hollywood hills on this you know a hill that was like 45 degree yeah hill so if you put the kids on a bike they're (laughs) they're gonna plummet to their death (laughs) (laughs) exactly not plummeting to your death how did you decide charleston so we, my in-laws lived in Myrtle Beach, and my wife, I want, we moved here for one year, this is 13 years ago, but we, I agreed, well, okay, mm-hmm. we will, we'll move for one year and just see, see how it goes, and then probably come back to California. That and plan so, went really well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 13 like, years later. Yeah. Which is funny, because it probably went better than most plans that I've made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Look at you now. Yeah, it's like, you know. So you were like, here for a year doing event planning. Basically, or yes. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. that industry. Um, and so, um, anyways, so we, I was doing that. I was working out in my garage. Um, and, you know, I, I just realized, you know, my wife is, she's, she's the one that said it. She's like, listen, we didn't move here for you to just be gone all the time. And so I knew no one would ever give me a job, so I had to make my own job. <laughs> Funny, <that's laughs> Five minutes with Robert, and you're yeah. like, I'm not hiring. That's that entrepreneurship, though. You're like, well, no one else can put up with me, so I guess I got to put up <laughs> with, with myself. Me. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm going to invite some people to work out, and I'm going to see and if they'll pay some money to work out. And I'll, and I'd always coach sports and played sports, mm-hmm. so it seemed like a pretty natural Did you have thing. your L1 at this time? or? Um, I was doing it before I had my L1. Okay. But then when we, when we opened the gym as CrossFit Discovery, in my garage, by the way, it was a, cro- a garage gym for six months nice. as an official CrossFit affiliate before, you know, we moved into a retail mm-hmm. space. Um, I just, I was just like, I'm just, I'm doing it. And the overhead was low, and we had some money saved because A, B, and C, you know, and um, we just we just ran with it. I just like how that was your next step. You were like, okay, I was a filmmaker, and now I'm doing this, and well, I guess I'll be a CrossFit owner and coach. In my garage. It just was like, you just went and ran with it, and I love that because it's, it's gone so well for you. Well, it, you know, it was obvious to me how effective it was. It was like... You know, it's like if you see something and there's a real need for it, then and you and you know there's a need for it and it's and it really appeals to you. It's like, well, I would pay money for this, so 
I think other people will, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact that you said <clears throat> earlier, like ultimately helping people be happy and be fit, and you saw how you could do that, and you saw that it would be successful, and obviously it has been. So, so if you want to tell people listening, I think the layout of your gym is a little bit different than a lot of CrossFit gyms. If you want to just explain kind of what your gym looks like okay. and all the parts of it. Yeah. There's, there's lots of things that go on at CrossFit <laughs> Discovery the, Daniel Island. The pink and the hip hop. Yeah, there's rainbow <laughs> floors, there's yeah. hip hop dancers. So fur. Oh my gosh. There. Isn't everything. there the biggest disco the biggest disco ball in the East Coast. Okay, Wait, so just ex- really? yeah, yeah, explain the layout yeah. of your gym. So we um so you kind of have to think back. So the gym started in the garage and then we we grew over time. So the gym we moved into a retail space, and then the neighbors, I think, got sick of us, so they left, and we blew the wall out and took over their space. <laughs> Finally. Uh, <laughs> More people that just, couldn't deal with Robert yeah, Van Nuker. <laughs> who were the neighbors? They were. It was a bar studio. And, and Oh, they probably wanted to be – well. And I so I, I might have dropped a bunch of deadlifts, like, right by their wall, you know. Mid bar oh. class intentionally. You just like brought Oops. your bar over there and like slammed it on the wall a few times. Grace and Isabel at the same off. time. Oh my gosh! Perfect. So there was a so we moved. You know, we had a retail space that we moved. We doubled that. We moved there for a while. And then my wife. So parallel evolution. My wife. She's actually way more, probably way more successful in the like the fitness and entertainment business. She runs a dance studio called Peace Love Hip Hop that she started as an after school uh, school program at the Daniel Allen School. And I mean, the kids that do hip hop with her just love it. It's so much fun. And so she was, she had her program in the school until the school kicked her out. Um, like it was more, it was basically they were, it was, they were competing with their own after school programs. She and was so, more successful. Right. So she had to go. So then That's she so had to take hours in the, the, the gym and then I had to move the CrossFit gym to another spot so she could have a spot. And we were we were basically leapfrogging spaces. We had to do both, right? So I mean, we would literally have a CrossFit class, and it would end, and the, there would be like a mob of kids like just waiting to run in right after and, and get their hip hop on. <laughs> exactly. So we realized early on that we needed um, we needed a place, a where we could both. B and it was when it was hopeful we were we were hopeful that we could be in the same spot so we we needed a place we also needed a place that no one could kick us out of you know because in several These two ways, large yeah. personalities <laughs> with big dreams and goals <laughs> exactly you get you know you just you try to be a good neighbor but if you're throwing barbells and you're cranking you know Missy Elliott sometimes the neighbors just aren't that sounds be fans. like my ideal work environment <laughs> yeah that I sounds like the set best. It up. Yeah, it's so good. So it's you so found good. CrossFit Discovery. We 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 bought a little piece of land, and this is when the commercial real estate market was just in the total toilet. Here, there was nothing happening, so that was good. We bought the land, and <laughs> it, it took just us like waiting to be bought. Yeah, it was a little chunk of land that the the developers just kind of didn't know what to do with, and so we bought that. And then it took a while to get you know plans made, get approval, get you know mm-hmm. put the money together, and so we built a building that that is designed for the way I want to do CrossFit and really for the way that my wife wants to do the, her dance program. So oh, you built it. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That's oh, awesome. You, didn't know you that? designed no. it and everything. Oh man, it almost killed me. Oh. Oh man. That so was it's like, truly like yours from the ground <clears throat> up. Exactly. There's so we have a, I'm a shout out to our architect, um, Rush and Judy Dixon and, um, uh, and also Richard Gao, um, 
helped us with the kind of conceptual yeah. ideas. But um, we, yeah, we put that together so that we would have a, a home forever. And so it's basically like a warehouse building that, with, you know, on Daniel Island. It's got roll-up doors on the on the CrossFit side that face out onto this pond, and you can watch the ospreys catch fish and the, the cranes and the herons and the gators. And, and there's the like squat racks on the patio, so you yeah. can lift with a view. I love it. Did y'all argue over who got the view, or did <laughs> she wanted the street frontage? Okay. So um, to showcase the dancing. Yeah, she had yeah, a different right? strategy in mind. Yeah. So you that still was had good. to like. Kind of prohibition, kind of secreted. You gotta go around the back. When I first party came, in the front, CrossFit yeah. in the back. That's what's when happening. When I first at came to your gym, I Island. rolled up. I was like, "This is not CrossFit. It says Peace Love Hip Hop." Like I'm in the wrong place. You just gotta go a little bit further. It's so it's such a good mix, though. The parents, so the kids will be dancing. The parents can work out. It's it's like the par- the kids are seeing that you know fitness is part of the whole equation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do a fitness class for the competitive hip-hop kids they train you know a few times a week which That's is awesome. So awesome yeah and um yeah so <clears throat> because so. dance in itself is a workout oh a lot of oh movements gosh. of crossfit are in hip-hop so I mean, the, uh, there's I a segue here right and the segue is use your freaking fitness people right here we go this so, is robert's favorite thing to talk about of is. all time i think i like i've heard this spiel maybe 99 times let's go are you ready for a 100 yes (laughs) it's always a good one so this is the whole thing so when you first it's like um it's like dating right there's that like super super infatuation you have when you know when something's new with Um, crossfit with crossfit right so with crossfit you're doing this this you know so much more fun than other kinds of working out and so you're so into it and you're Mm -hmm. you're kind of thinking well my you know my body's changing i feel good i mean maybe i'm sore a little bit but it's but it's look at those but, muscles yeah, that are coming in right? i feel great i can yeah. do anything yeah. and so you kind of kind of you know or you when i say you when a person lots of people will start to pursue crossfit and 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 chasing kind of their their fitness and their crossfit skill as opposed to finding what i would think are more sustainable long-term ways to use the fitness that they make in the gym so like if i'm training for if I'm doing CrossFit to be fit for whatever it is, like right now my my total obsession for the last year has been jiu-jitsu, yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? If for somebody else, it might be tennis. It might be stand-up paddle. It might be kite surfing. Playing it with their be, kids. Yeah, playing yeah. tag. It might be – I mean, let's just, let's just say it's just a, hey, I want to go on vacation to you know, to some tropical place a few times a year, and I'm just going to wear a freaking sarong and – let it all yes. let it all go oh and just look my awesome. Gosh, that's not what I, I had one of yeah. I had a co- or when I was coaching, I had a member tell me that they just wanted to they go to Disney every year, and because his wife loves Disney, and it was yeah. hard for him to walk all day yeah. around Disney. And then he started CrossFit, and he's like, it was the first time I truly enjoyed going to oh. Disney because I could walk all day, and because he came in like very overweight and lost a lot of weight, and he was like, I could really enjoy my vacation because. Right. I had the capacity to be standing and walking and moving that's for amazing. 10 hours. I love it was that. like it was the best trip we've ever had. So that's a definite outside the gym goal, I feel like. Yeah, Disney. for sure. Disney when I said I dropped lot. into, I dropped into all these CrossFit gyms, I st- you know, I still if I'm on a long vacation and I'm going somewhere interesting, I might I might look for a CrossFit gym, I might drop in once or twice. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I would I would like I would I mean, I want to meet other gym owners and other coaches mm-hmm. and see how they do it. 
and I would drop in all the time. And now I'm just like, you know what? I've worked really hard to develop a, a pretty good level of fitness. So when I'm going on vacation, I'm going to have some joy. Enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, when I was on vacation, even if I'm not going to the gym, I'm still doing pretty active things. Exactly. Because that's our lifestyle Well, like sometimes I just want to go see what this gym is like. Like it's a fun part of my vacation, especially like when I'm with my family. I'm going to go get like an hour of CrossFit me time. Oh, yeah. 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 And if I can do, you know, I don't know about what you do, but I'll try to do that stuff while everybody's still asleep. Yeah, exactly. They can't say, you know, where were you? And then they wake up and you feel great. Yeah. But I saw a quote. It was like, if you are as fit as you think you are, you should be able to take a week off without ruining your fitness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You should be able to enjoy yourself and not feel like, if I don't go to the gym for two days, like my whole, my whole fitness routine is out because then obviously like you haven't been doing the right things. If one off day, one bad meal or like yeah. five, I just got sure. back from DC and so, you know, it's I not going to affect the Dabney. Did you go to the Dabney? No. What's oh my the gosh. Dabney? It's this restaurant in DC that, um, we're going back tonight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, are you seriously? <laughs> no. So, um, <laughs> there's a yeah. guy who Alex Zink, who's, uh, and actually to the chef there too, worked out with me a little bit were clients and they they were in Charleston in the restaurant business in Charleston and they moved to DC. Oh. They were just I think they were just rated the number 2 out of the t- in the top 100 DC restaurants which are that scene is yeah. an awesome yeah. restaurant scene. So yeah, if you're in DC, go <laughs> yes. to the Dab and try to get a table. If you're listening from DC, if we've had world reach by now, you know, <laughs> I think um Sorry, reining it back to what we're talking like, what about. What were we talking about? about? I think, like, from what you're saying, I definitely love the idea of having goals outside the gym. I think I've been doing CrossFit long enough that I've gone through a lot of the, the like, volume is king. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it phase mm-hmm. and the kind of falling out of it. And I think I've you can find a happy medium. Like, I'm sure you know being mm-hmm. a CrossFit gym owner, people still love CrossFit. They want to get oh, better yeah. at CrossFit. I think that... Especially for the sport reason. Yeah, yeah, again. And I think, so I think for me, I've come to a place where, like, I have goals outside of the gym, and I like going to the gym and making the rest of my life better, and I feel like I've found a good amount of volume that does that, but then I still have, like, I want to be able to string more muscle-ups together, yeah. because that's fun for me, mm-hmm. coming, because a lot of people who do CrossFit, I think, come off competitive sports, right? Sure. So there's a little bit of that mentality. So I think there's a happy not medium. For Robert, not for Robert. But like, I think Lose you can, I think you can well, string the two together. Okay. In that. Sure you can. Of course you can. I want to be able to do a pull-up or a muscle-up so that if I'm ever hanging off a cliff, I can pull my, if I, because you know, I'm hiking in the desert ruins of whatever mountain and I fall off a cliff and I catch myself with two hands, I can get back up. Sure. <laughs> Or, like, or, or you just want to love... be a really good hugger. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. Or, like, I love when I travel that I can carry my own luggage for myself yes. and, like, put it in the car and put it overhead and all these things. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So, what I'm hearing is, so it's not always, like, a one-to-one thing, but if we can dis- demystify the movements and, like, just just think, okay, I'm training. So, we don't do pull-ups to be good at pull-ups. We don't do squats to be good at squats. You know, you, you or muscle-ups to be good at muscle-ups. Mm-hmm. Really, they're... The, the 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 beauty is really in the application in in life. And just yeah. Mm-hmm. So a muscle up, it might not be, oh, I'm you know hanging from. I fell off the chairlift and I gotta like pop myself back up on the chairlift so I don't fall to my death. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, like I'm skiing. a physical therapist and I think CrossFit makes me better at transferring <clears throat> patients. Oh yeah. Sure. But it will. So. But it. But how about even just take it even further back and just look at 
just general competency. If they, you know, if you do snatches, it's going to improve your balance and your coordination, your accuracy, your your flexibility, your midline stability. It's going to improve your speed and your power development. All these different things that, when you know, when you're out in the world and something happens, whether you're playing a sport or you're hopping into somebody's boat to go on a boat trip, you're you're just going to be GPP. more capable, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, so so it's like. And, and I think when you when you demystify it, allows people to train in a much smarter way. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, I'm training and I'm doing this workout that's on the board today because I want to get better across a broad variety of activities mm-hmm. and just might make myself a more fit person instead of fixating on oh my gosh if I don't PR my back squat today I'm just being so mad and I'm just not fit at all like I'm you not know? even good at CrossFit I've literally had that thought before yeah like you're like why why do you back squat because if the goal is always to get better at back squat like there's going to be a stopping point of your weight for sure. There was a video. I don't know if you saw it because you po- you reposted it and it was side oh, by CrossFit side. Did this this guy was doing wall balls and then on the other side was I the same guy. It. Yeah, throwing his kid, <laughs> throwing his kid up into CrossFit. the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was a great. great. Yeah. We should link that. And I'm pretty sure CrossFit reposted it. Yes. I don't know. Yes, CrossFit yeah. did too. Yeah. Yes. And it was just a great – or like they were tire flipping and then they were doing stuff in their lawn and it was just – it was such a great – combination of I things. think at the end of the day you have to find your why and that why always has to be linked to improving your quality of life yeah well and okay so how about this how many of y'all out there have played sports and the person who was the biggest beast in the weight room was not the biggest beast on the field right yeah it's, oh for sure it, right? I worked so for it's a like, football team you know That's we right. oh, so we chase you know we chase these numbers it's like well you know so if I've highly developed my strength Maybe I need to try to improve my speed and my endurance. Which CrossFit my, does such a great it, job. It, it does, it but then people, but people chase numbers. They chase mm-hmm. numbers. So, but I think it's good in that, like, I can go one day and crush a workout, and go the next day and come last and be completely yeah. humbled. Yeah. Because it just tests so many humble variety. Sure. <laughs> but then hopefully that you know those days when, when the workout is doesn't hit your strengths, mm-hmm. you're you're moving. Those the are needle, the best right? days. Yeah, I, I was like. Agree. The days that it's like things that I'm bad at, I'm like, I have to go those days. Yeah, like otherwise I'm not going to get better at those things. Right. So I'm sure you feel a very certain way about how CrossFit has changed, how it first changed, <laughs> and now it's like kind of changing. And with the back. change in, I think so, Greg Glassman changed his whole season to refocus the on the website. The website's to refocus on health versus Sport. sport and competitive CrossFit. What are your thoughts on the change in the CrossFit season? So I, I love it. Well, I, you know, I don't even really want to talk about the CrossFit game so much. Um, although I was, I was with Dave. I'm gonna, I will name drop a little. I was with Dave Castro. <laughs> oh, okay. When, You're just so popular. No, right? no. But when when he was making the deal to um, move to the um, to Carson, California, to mm-hmm. have the games there. And they were like, they were really ramping up. They were going to, it was after the last games in Aromas and they were, they were ramping up to move to, to do the games and, and just really like, you know, partnership with Reebok and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, even then the, that crew, they, they still wanted CrossFit to, to be a training methodology that helped normal people be more functional, mm-hmm. really. And so I think, you know, in some ways, it really is a return to the real roots of CrossFit to focus on health and long-term fitness um, that was always there, whether it was apparent to the mainstream population mm-hmm. or not. So, so I, yeah, I'm all in favor of it. And I think, um, I don't know how the, like the doing the open twice in one year is going to go. I'm oh, this super year, excited yeah. About it. Growing pains, but 
I, mean, I think yeah. in the long run. You gotta make the jump initially. And yeah. I think if you look at any affiliate, it's not the one percent of regionals and games athletes that are paying the bills. It's the everyday exactly. person oh, yeah. who's coming in and that really matters. Like I heard there was an article about how there's a gym, I can't remember where it was, but they, they like had a regionals and a games team and they completely kicked them out of their gym and said like you can no longer do competitive CrossFit here because they were just taking up all the space and the equipment and ruining the community and they're like we don't care about that oh my god I'm pointing to my nose right now which it means like bingo is that a thing I think that that you bingo oh wait what we have a winner (laughs) so um so okay fitness Outside the gym, people. That's the all. That's the point. Like playing sports is fun. Playing games is fun. If you want to, if you want to train, you want to do competitive CrossFit. That's super awesome. More power to you. But I would suggest long term, playing tennis or pick up basketball with your friends is going to be way more fun in the long term. So you train to maintain your fitness. So and build and maintain your fitness, and then you keep training to maintain that. And then go do use it. You want. Use yeah. it, yeah. So talking about the things your gym does well, there's two things that I want to touch on that I know you guys do. One is, like you said, you do kind of kids fitness, or I would say it's still CrossFit programs, which I think is so awesome, especially with the hip-hop dancers. And then Hard also enough. we just last weekend had the row raiser which for those of you that don't know is you row in teams for two hours to raise money for Special Olympics. So it's like a a row, raiser, marathon. Um, And you guys, I know, do adaptive CrossFit every other weekend. Um, So if you want to tell us a little bit, I think those things make your gym really special. So Yeah, we, I mean, we really have um, a real personal touch. So we, when I designed the space for our, our gym, my idea was to, we limit class sizes at 12, so we do small classes. It's very, it's very intimate. You get to know the people really well, um, whether that's adults, older people, kids, personal training clients, or our adaptive class, which is special needs kids. And you know, we have kids that have that are you know pretty far along on on like the autism autistic spectru- spectrum. We have kids with Down syndrome. We have kids with all kinds of um, cerebral palsy. Yeah, yeah. and providing an outlet for them to you know to work on improving their fitness is just one of the most by far the most rewarding things we do because they i mean these kids they work super hard they they, they all have do so like a million They're sports busy. too yeah like, oh, yeah, like tennis today, soccer tennis tournament or like you have to plan around because <clears throat> they all have this tournament and i also love that a lot of them come to peace love hip-hop like a prime example of them using their fitness for sure mm-hmm. yeah so what do those adaptive classes kind of look like they i mean it's a crossfit class mm-hmm. we do a warm-up we we're gonna do a workout um we're gonna do skill development and they're then, athletes yeah they're athletes exactly. they're athletes just like anybody else and they um and the by the way one of the best ways to get people to work out make it a game so oh yeah you know if it's a game they're gonna do it if you if you're like you know Tell them you're going to crush their spirit today. Maybe not so much. But it's, <laughs> that works but it's for We played spike ball for like 20 minutes the other day, and I was oh so out of breath playing <laughs> yes. spike ball. This that is a workout for sure. Spike ball is great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then at the end, you give a few of them homework. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the kids, they, they're always asking for homework. So, um, I'm, What I'm, does homework look like? Homework might be, I mean, so one of, one of my favorite kids, 
I mean, I love all the kids, but Zach, <laughs> he's always asking me for homework. And so, so he's I'll just so be eager. Like, I love it for sure. All right, Zach. So we're going to do, um, on Tuesday, we're going to do this on Thursday. We're going to do this on Tuesday. You're going to do 20 squats and you're going to do your lap. So we have a lap at his house. He all figured out where, where yeah. he knows where to go to do a lap. You're yeah. going to do two laps. And you're going to do that five times. So he'll do 100 squats and five laps. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And then you give him kind of a habit thing also, like a lifestyle. Right? Yeah. He's good. He's really good at, you know, eating vegetables. So we'll talk about, you know, you know, drink enough water. And we'll, and basically what you want to do, and this is true for an adaptive athlete, a regular athlete, a regular person. It's like you want to give yourself goals, goals that, are, that are motivating that help you learn better habits. So if I want to learn a better habit, if it's in the service to a goal that I have in six months to a year, I'm much more inclined to actually learn that habit than if it's not attached to anything, mm -hmm. right? So if he has a tennis tournament, Zach's got a tennis tournament in six months, then I try to attach, hey, we're going to try to learn to, you know, stay properly hydrated or we're going to, you know, eat more vegetables. We're going to eat less sugar. We're going to make sure we're eating protein. We're going to make so sure that so that you'll be ready for the tennis tournament that has a, an expiration date on it. Mm -hmm. I know that one time you were, I don't know, out of town or not there. And I was coaching the adaptive CrossFit and he came up to me at the end and was like, what's my homework? And I was like, oh gosh, oh no. Robert Channel your inner Robert right now. I was what like, would you do? I was like, I know there's a lap at your house. So oh, we're going to do, yeah. I was like, some burpees. And then I was like, and what vegetables are we going to eat today? And he was, oh I was like, it's like, I got this. So, so I love your gym because I think it embodies like why we do CrossFit and it's like across the lifespan because you have the piece of hip-hop you have the adaptive you have jujitsu y'all roll around on those mats and do crazy things and you have like so many different populations so many different ages all like being fit and doing cool things with their lives and like not sitting on the couch it's, yeah it's really well and the other thing is we work um we work with PTs too so um, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> so I didn't even plan that. We were, the, we were the home for a long time. Um, they've actually outgrown us, so they're moving, but of made to move physical therapy. Which is the partner of In the Box, for those right. of you that don't know. And we and partnered with, with physical therapy, <laughs> with physical therapists, because it's just, I mean, there's, well, there's a whole bunch of ways to look at it. But when somebody comes in the door and they've been on the couch for, you know, years and years at a time, a lot of times they come in, they have movement restrictions or they've had a, you know, maybe they had an injury that they never really fully resolved. And, um, and so I like to refer to the PTs immediately because the sooner we can, we can address those issues, the sooner the person can get to full function, the sooner I can actually encourage them to look outside the gym for fitness and they can get into you know, old man jujitsu with me or tennis at the tennis <laughs> center or, you know, I, love this. I mean, listen, if you knew how fun, much fun it was to choke somebody, <laughs> you would be all in with it too. And, and that's we have not like even the, a little bit morbid, Robert. It's not morbid at all. It's just fun. <laughs> no, I love, I love that idea. I was totally going to ask your opinion. It was on the lineup of PT and CrossFit. Cause I know just from recently being in PT school, like CrossFit is almost a bad word uh, in the PT society, not, Obviously, more CrossFit in PTs are coming out, society, but it is, so you know, it is ironic because I think we have the same goals. And if you actually know 
what CrossFit really is and not what you hear or see on media, then you would understand that. Sure. But well, I when, think, you know, when it's coached carefully, I think about the strength work that we do in CrossFit as being just basic strength maintenance that you would do in a, in a PT physical therapy environment. And, exactly. I think and the workout, the, the workout of the day, if it has a, whatever it has, a push and a pull or in a squat or a hinge or whatever in it, that should, that's accessory work. When you're doing it right, that's your accessory. It's one work. and the same. It's one and the same. If you're moving, we're all trying to move better. Yeah. Right. And I think I recently had a patient that is a more competitive CrossFitter trying to kind of make it to one of the sanctional competitions, but I treated him for some low back pain. And he told me, he's like, I don't want you to give me exercises. I want you to talk to the person who does my programming and we're just going to put it in my workouts. <laughs> so I literally, yeah. so it's now appearing as workouts or accessory work in his programming. Oh, yeah. And it was just like the perfect, his, the per, like his coach and then his PT and we're all just working together to, and I was like, that's just the ideal, which I feel like is kind mm-hmm. of what you guys have going on with having hip hop and hip hop kids doing CrossFit and a PT. And it's, if you can just blend yeah. that holistic, you blend. And then when you need to, you stay in your lane and you refer to an expert. So if it, you know, that's we, huge. Yeah. it's like, so and I, I mean, let me just let me just say this for PTs right now. So, okay, so this is what happens. Somebody hurts their knee and they think, oh, no, I hurt my knee. It really kills me. I'm going to go see an orthopedist. Okay, so I'm not going to diss on the orthopedist. They're, they're, they do a great job. But, th- but this is what's going to happen. If the orthopedist is any good, he's going to refer back to a PT first anyways. So, and try to resolve non-surgically. So hopefully. So yeah. why not? Why not just go to the PT first? Direct and then, access in South Carolina. Take out the right. Man. And the PT, the PTs that I know, they have a great referral network. So that if if when they do the assessment on your knee joint and and it's clear that your ACL is is ruptured or whatever, they are going to refer you to the best mm-hmm. person possible to then mm-hmm. treat that that surgically or non-surgically. Right. So. If you have a tweak or you have a movement restriction or whatever, go, you know, go see your physical therapist that's that's doing the cutting edge stuff, and then they're gonna a send you, um, you know, to the next link in the chain if you need further treatment, and then also when you finish your treatment with them, they can they're gonna refer back to the fitness side mm-hmm. and like talk so, to you about how to best coach them and it's just like a great kind of cycle I actually on one of the Charleston CrossFit pages there was a post this week about it's like if you bang up your car in a car accident like you don't stop driving if you forget to buy the organic (laughs) carrots at the grocery store you don't just not eat you make dinner Mm -hmm. with the other people so like if you're injured you don't just stop working out or moving yeah we just work around it and like best Mm -hmm. help you to get back to what you're doing sure so I think that's so awesome that you feel that way about PT because I know that yeah. there's so much we're blending. Well, I think That's also right. like PT school actually it does do a very good job of teaching us when to rule out, like when to refer. Because if I notice something funky and then it actually turns out that that patient had cancer, like I am not going to cure their cancer. So I would refer to an oncologist, mm-hmm. and then you know I'll do whatever I can. But also like I'll always refer to CrossFit. <clears throat> I refer. Yeah everybody if they don't even want me to talk to them about CrossFit or anything. And so I think PTs and CrossFitters, like it could be such a powerful relationship. And I think we're like moving towards that. But 
we definitely still have some work to do, and that's why we do what we do today. Consistency wins, right? So if you what whatever's going on, like what Mesa just said about if you when you wreck your car, you don't stop completely, stop driving. It's like you got to just keep doing what you can do, what, what the things you can do that without harming yourself, so that you're not losing, you know, either a losing the fitness you worked so hard to get, and then you're like down at the bottom of the hill again, starting over, or if you're still in that kind of like hockey stick station where you're making these tremendous, you know, gains. month over month gains <laughs> because you're, you know, training age is something not really discussed so much in CrossFit, but I think about it a lot. I think a lot about the life cycle of an athlete. And, you know, you got a 10 year, for somebody who's not um, under 30, right? For a 30 year old, it might be a little bit, 25 year old, you got, you might have more than a 10 year training age to, to just reach the highest um, absolute level of fitness you can and then maintain over time, right? But, but you've got this, this potential to just make these incredible improvements in fitness. And that's true almost, at, almost you know, regardless of age. Somebody's at 60. And I think regardless of year. injury too, sometimes injury forces you to work <clears throat> on things and improve mm-hmm. movement patterns and strengthen something you didn't know was weak. So I think that right. applies. Um, if, well, if you're, I mean, and you're 60 and that's when you start, like it's just going to be a different journey. It's going to look a little bit different, but like you can still make those gains and like be super fit. At any point yeah. It's just a little it's bit It's not different. as steep, but then yeah. what, what you really want is the end of your life. You want to get morbid. I'll get super morbid. We'll talk about death. But, um, but what you really want is this, is a period of compressed morbidity at the end of your life where instead of you know 15 years of circling the drain and not even being able to go like get your own maybe groceries, maybe it's three to five, right, or so, one or two, yeah, or three months. That's what I want. Down the cliff, <laughs> yeah. bam, and uh, and Robert, you know. you're not gonna have any years down the drain. I think you're just gonna be, get choked out in like, jujitsu, and that's how you're gonna go. The oldest guy, like the longest living guy in the world like just died recently and he was like oh, the, of, the american no there was a uh, one in japan there's a guy that just died in the oh. u.s 114 he was 114 i picture that in your life i think that's gonna be you no i think popping at 114 until years old. 114 maybe you'll even get competitive <laughs> with it and make it 115 so i have a couple of questions no, about no, your no. gym <laughs> we'll talk about that later okay <laughs> so i think there's a couple different things that make a crossfit gym what it is I think two of them are your programming and your coaching. Okay. So what does your programming look like? And then I think even more so kind of what do you look for in a coach or what do you, what kind of characteristics? Sure. So programming side, so I do all the programming. Um, and I'm a giant believer in classic CrossFit, dedicated strength days, uh, really monitoring the volume of conditioning days. Um, certain Certain CrossFit movements that I'm not, tremendously fan of like we don't do a lot of handstand push-ups um just because i think the risk to reward Mm -hmm. uh, ratio Mm -hmm. is not super great on those but um but in general you just i mean you want you want constantly varied functional movement and um performed at high intensity relative to your movement quality so i'm trying to make things fun if you make things fun people are happy they stick around and they can get the long-term benefit if you break people every single day, they can't stick around, right? It's just, it's like, it can be super fun to get abused in the short term, but you just can't keep it up in the long term. Yeah. And I know you incorporate some kind of lateral movements, which I feel like Cross ah. is lacking. So, yes. <laughs> He's like, yes, I do. I do. I'm a huge fan of, of 
you know, unilateral, so right and left stuff. So we do a lot of one, one arm, one leg stuff. We also do a lot of rotational stuff. I, we use battle ropes, which I don't think a lot of CrossFit gyms do use. Um, it's not a measurable. Coach Glassman's big about measurable power output. You can't really measure the power output of, of battle ropes, but the the power output that you put out um, is tremendous, and the intensity level is super high. It's There's hard. no eccentric loading, so it doesn't cause a lot of muscle soreness. And also incorporating yeah, lateral rotational movement yeah. is good for injury prevention it's fun, and too, reduction and it's of risk. It's just it constantly varied. And it's, it's your affiliate. Yeah. That's the cool thing about CrossFit. And it's good for hip-hop. You know? It is. <laughs> it would be hard, you know, in gyms that have giant classes, it would be tough. But since we, you know, we keep it small and personal, we can do it. And so, what about your coaching? Yeah, your coaches. Oh my gosh. So let me just, I'm just going to um, brag on my coaches. I have, I mean, I have the the most experienced by far coaching staff. Um, a lot of, a lot of my coaches have been coaching 10 plus years and, um, and they, they just really, really care about the development of the people who come in the gym, not even necessarily the athletes. They really want, they, they're, they're there to help people be happy, healthy, and fit. And, um, and they, they're experts. I mean, one of my, one of my part-time coaches is on the faculty at the MUSC PT school. I mean, he's a, shout so he's, out. Yeah, Chris G. Chris. Yes, Dr. Chris Gregory. You think he'll listen to this? Probably he, not. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a guy who was a division one athlete. He, um, when he was that. putting himself through mm-hmm. school, he worked as a Phenomenal. strength and conditioning coach at, at a high school. Where did Division one athlete at Georgia. Track, he I ran think. track at Georgia. Long jump, high oh, jump, no, high no, jump, four hundred yeah. meters. Oh. He's a four hundred oh, meters. Oh, that's the worst. And um, and so he, that's what my part-time coaches are like. Like like he's you know, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Like Chris Gregory, and he's one of the most caring people I've ever met. Most a number one most yeah. important thing is if you you have to care first. I, we you know we can work on the other stuff, but you know I'm and I don't want to just single Chris out because I have a whole bunch of other really talented caring and excellent coaches but we we just we don't and it's sad somebody will send me an email they're like hey i'm you know moving to to charleston and i've got a level three blah 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 and i'm just like i'm sorry i got i don't have anything (laughs) because we don't have great (laughs) we don't yeah we don't turn people over and we people stick around and they're awesome so we say that all the time about pt like you can you can always learn clinical skills or you can always learn better coaching cues or but you can't learn how to be a good human or be right. a caring person. The that's just connection. that's just kind of an inherent thing. Yeah. I feel like that your coaches do a really good job about. They're they're not and in general, if this is to the CrossFit world out there, we're not workout administrators. Our job is not to make people do what's written on the freaking Traffic board. Traffic control. Yes. Right? Our job is to build a community. Yeah, and to and to help people get better. So if what's on the board is appropriate for somebody, then yes, have them do what's on the board. If what's on the board is not going to help them move the needle up and move their fitness in the right direction, change Infinitely it up. Infinitely scalable. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you have those people who who they they shouldn't be working out hard five days a week. And so like one of the first things I tell them is like, listen, come to the gym. Mm-hmm. If you for your routine, for your sanity, yeah. if you need to get out of the house and you need to come to the gym at six AM every day, that's fine. What I don't want you to do is do the workout five days and, and be a chewed up piece of chewing gum at the end of the week and feel like crap. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna I want you to work you know, we're gonna work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and on Tuesday, Thursday, we're gonna we're gonna stretch. We might row for twenty minutes. You're gonna hang out. Yeah. You do the warm up with the class, 
but and so you can you can have mm-hmm. the routine you can get out of your house you can you know get that headspace away from whatever it is you need to go away from and you know making sure that the gym is like the stress free place just doing what's best for the individual yeah, yeah. so Spitfire. a few well first just a couple questions about oh, you specifically sure. so what are your goals as a crossfit gym owner and just like as a human so um, as a gym owner my goal my like i said i um, my community always comes first. So I, I know I have had to let coaches go in the past. I've had to let athletes go in the past. Anything that gets in the way of the good, the greater Robert good. Robert Van Newkirk. No, no, not me really. <laughs> I know. I would fire myself if it would be better for the community. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but yet you haven't. So obviously we know the answer to that. So, but if any, like anything that gets in the way of what's good for the, for the, the group, really is something that just is like we will make you know we make those decisions pretty quick but but um we want we want the we want a fun stress-free place where people are supported people are give, given the information they need um you know we're not we're not definitely we're definitely not the cheapest gym in town you know it's kind of like a you get what you pay for kind of situation mm-hmm. but um but yeah we'll we um it just Helping people every day is fun, so I want to keep doing it for a while. Does that tie into like your personal goals? Um, so my personal goals, I, we can go all day about this. Just give me one. Um, I've got a really good one. <laughs> okay. So, um, so my youngest daughter is is in high school. She's a sophomore in high school, and my wife and I are planning to take a six month road trip when she goes off to college. Aww. So, uh, setting things up so that we can actually. Mm-hmm operate our businesses remotely mm-hmm. and I can st- you know still have everybody Having people that you trust yeah and we have great people so being able to leave and go enjoy life and still um, provide a great experience for people at uh, peace love hip-hop and CrossFit discovery mm-hmm. while we while we go off and kind of enjoy the empty nesting kind of time empty it's gonna be nesting. awesome right so I've got two and a half years to make that a reality I think I think that you can do it yeah for I sure. I'm excited it. to see it Okay, so now a few Spitfire questions. So right. first thing that comes to your mind, go. All right, basically. favorite wad. Mm, oh, come on. Karen. Oh, oh. least favorite wad. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have to say, um, yeah, oh no, Kelly. Favorite movement. Kelly. Anything kettlebell. Least favorite movement. Hmm. Come on, make it fast, make it Oh, quick. man. What? Well, yeah, burpees. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love Best burpees. breakfast. Five eggs. Five eggs. With the, everything but the bagel seasoning on top. Any, um, embarrassing moment in the gym. I, I, you know, it's like if you're eating a lot of probiotics, you're, you're going to have gas. <laughs> so First workout experience? <laughs> um, first CrossFit workout experience. The first one we ever had when I was – when I invited people to come work out um, – out of the garage was a dumbbell bear complex. Yeah, that's the worst thing I've ever heard of. Like, <laughs> if you told me, if you told me that's the workout of the day, I might shed a tear. Like, dumbbell bear complex? What's your favorite song or music to work out to? Uh, the best, well, the best workout song of all time is Rage Against the Machine, mm. Killing in the Name. 
Especially the very end when it's F you, I won't do what you tell me. F you, I won't do what you tell me. F you, I won't do what you tell me. This is Robert in a nutshell. When that plays, when bands play that, it's so hype. I really try to make these like spitfire questions fast, but I'm like, five eggs? Karen? Like five eggs. I love eggs, but. But that's a lot. Always eat your eggs in prime numbers. No. You know, okay. Okay. Well, one, is that, two, is that a Robert? Okay. Seven, eleven, seven, yeah, one. thirteen. I got I some know. good Robert like, quotes from this. So I want to end with a few serious questions. Okay, I'll try. So first, <laughs> as a gym owner, what do you do really well? Uh, I put my community first. I love that. As a gym owner, what do you struggle with? Uh, you know, organization. Um, it's almost like you have a million things yeah, happening all at once. Yeah, like going on in your mind. How has CrossFit impacted your life in like the shortest way? Oh, it's awesome. It? Every day I get to have fun. I get to help people. I get to enjoy a really great level of health and fitness. And, and then I get to do it again the next day. Life is mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Love it. And lastly, describe your community in three words. Uh, your gym. I think, I, I think uh, oh man, insane clown posse. Yes. <laughs> I think that describes you in three I words. I know, exactly. All of Robert's personalities. Okay, so everybody who's listening, make sure to go online and rate us and give us a review. And where can our listeners find yeah. You and CrossFit Discovery. Come on, come on out to Pleasantville to mm-hmm. Daniel Island, uh, Daniel Island, South Carolina. We're at 115 Pier View, or you can find us online at CrossFitDiscovery.com. All right. If you have any questions about eggs, about Karen, about GPP, let us know, and we'll see you in the next box.